All right. Should we get started? Sure. <laughs> Don't sound so enthused. Yay! There you go. Dance, monkey, dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? Well, Chris, I'm officially calling you this week from the bunker. Oh. I am in an undisclosed location. I am trying to avoid the secret police. I don't want to get thrown <laughs> in a van. <laughs> um, scary times. Scary times. Where's Batman when you need him? Uh, well, he's trying to fight all the anti-masker people. But you know, so so, what do you think is scarier? You think you think the secret police thing is scarier, or you think that living in a state like Georgia, where the governor is suing Atlanta for for mandating masks? I think it all goes hand in hand. Because <laughs> that shit I is think, fucking crazy. Yes, it is. It is. Do you want to open up the state? then you open up the governor's mansion to tours. Uh, yeah, hey. If it's that safe, everybody come on in. Let's have a sit down. Let's share a beer with you. I think the governor... Oh, you don't want to? I think that governor should have be made to visit COVID hospitals with no mask. If there's mm-hmm. nothing to worry about, then what's your problem? Right. Yeah, it's not getting better. No, actually, it's getting, it's getting very bizarre. I had a, my phone ring... Um, I guess it was like Thursday and it was an un, it said unknown name, but it was from like Illinois. So I let it ring and I checked my message and it, it, I had recently bought um, a new audio interface from guitar center and the message was, hi, this is so-and-so from guitar center. I just wanted to check on your purchase and make sure that you got it and it's working and everything is okay. And I'm thinking to myself, this is really bizarre. Like I've never had a company like call and check on a purchase like this. Right. And then all of a sudden came and we're, we're offering, um, an extended warranty if you'd like to take advantage of that. And I was like, really? You're calling to hawk a fucking warranty. Did you say that? No, I, it was a message. Oh, but I would have, if I had actually picked up the phone because that's like, are, is Guitar Center hurting that much that like a $40 warranty because it was only a $100 fucking audio interface like what right. is that going to buy you so I don't know it's it's weird the companies are now resorting to fucking calling you at home to be like hey you want to spend more money they're desperate I guess so they're desperate what else are they going to do you won't come to my store anymore chris come on i'm just reaching out but seeing how you're doing see they have curbside pickup and if they had actually had this interface in stock i would have gone to the store and gotten it but instead i had to have it sent to my house right 
but I mean that wouldn't have stopped me from going and getting curbside pickup I'll open my trunk you put it in there close the door I'll drive away <laughs> yeah it's it's I don't know it's pretty bizarre but as I see all the new super villains who are who have arisen, you know, there's there's frat boy who's on the uh, Supreme Court now. There's Turtle <laughs> Man. Uh, you know, I think it's time for superhero. I think it's time to, to put on the uh, the super suit with the nipples and head out. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Well, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, when, so one of the big things, um, now is now that schools are getting ready to go back, um, there is this pressure for schools to open now because no kid should be left behind apparently, but the entire fucking country is behind at this point. So what does it matter? Right. So my charming, um, governor who is trying to get into the good graces of Trump, I guess, hoping that when his governorship is up, maybe Trump will give him a cabinet position somewhere. So he's doing everything that the orange idiot tells him to do. And he, that's like our governor. He mandated that all kids should be going into school five days a week. Um, starting in the middle of August. Yeah. And our school district, the one that my kid is in, has already come out and said, if you want to have your kid do um, virtual classroom attendance, you can do that. So that's what we're going to do, because I'm not sending my kid into an uncontrolled situation like that. Well, good. So um, one of the things that people keep arguing, and I, I can't believe that they're doing this is they're arguing the percentage of kids that would die as if that's okay. Well, it is fewer than will die of gun violence this year. So, you know, <laughs> you got to keep that in mind. But unless- I mean, look what we haven't had a, a gun death <laughs> at a school in three months. I think that is an amazing record. Chris. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, normally it would be. But yeah. the fact that you are, if so, it's something like point zero two percent of students will die going back to school, mm-hmm. and it's like if you have, I forget what the number was, one hundred and thirty thousand students. That's three hundred kids. And oh, that's nothing, Chris. It, that's nothing. That's way too fucking many. One. Do you get to pick which many. kids? <laughs> So you get to go and say, oh, yeah, your dad's an asshole. Yeah, no mask over here. <laughs> yeah, no. But, I mean, I, I don't know if any of our, our listeners have kids or no kids, but to ask them to wear a mask for seven straight hours and not breathe on anybody or get in anybody else's face is fucking impossible. Yeah, well. So, I don't know. It's It's a fucked up world. And instead of fucking trying to get approval ratings and fucking money and all that other shit. Maybe we should just think about the people first. 
I know that's but, a socialist Chris, way to look at things, but maybe no. I'm a democratic socialist. I don't know. No, no, no. Under Biden's America, there's going to be rioting in the streets and cities on fire and civil unrest. <laughs> oh, no, we could never live like that. <laughs> yeah. Secret police in the streets, you know, whatever. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. I mean, we've already got the internment camps. That's right. So, mm, yay. <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs and it just keeps getting sadder. That's right. That's right. Uh, speaking of sad, we did have a couple of major deaths this week. Yes. Um, I guess first thing this week, the news came out that Kelly Preston, who was married to, um, uh, what's his face? John Travolta. John Travolta. Passed away at the age of 57 due to breast cancer, um, which is sad. It is sad. And she was a psychoscientologist. Well, and, you know, it's like, I guess that doesn't save you. I guess Xenu isn't that powerful to, you know, stop cancer. Hmm. I mean, what's sadder than her being Maybe a Scientologist is the fact that on I'm, uh, IMDb, she's most known for Battlefield Earth, which is right. A her husband's shitty movie. Fucking terrible film. Written or based on L. Ron Hubbard, yep. founder of Scientology. Yep, that's right. Yep. Now I, I will I will tell you I have read the actual book of Battlefield Earth, uh -huh. and it's a decent science fiction story. It was terribly right. adapted onto the screen, though. And, you know, just because you're a good sci-fi writer doesn't mean that you should make a religion. Right. So. But, I mean, for, for being as well-known as she was, if you want to call it that, she hasn't really been in too many, like, really good films. Correct. So, it's it's very strange the way that works. I don't know if it's just because she was married to John Travolta. Well, it's really weird that she doesn't have the career that Travolta and Tom Cruise have. <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, well. But, uh, yeah, that's the world we're in. So she passed away, and then a couple of days later, um, if you are a fan of Mythbusters or White Rabbit that was on Netflix, or you like the movie Star Wars or any of the things that this dude was involved in. Um, it came word that Grant Imahara passed away. That's right. At the age of 49 from a brain aneurysm. Yes. I have decided that aneurysms are probably the scariest fucking thing on the planet. They can hit anybody. At any time. And Out there's of the blue. nothing you can do about it. Yep. There's no warning. There's no early markers you can be aware of. No. Nope. It doesn't necessarily run in families nope that is fucking scary it'll kill you dead and I gotta, I gotta tell you I don't know why but his death hit me really hard really yeah like like we've talked about people from my childhood passing away and how like like when Carrie Fisher died it felt like because I'd always known a world with Carrie Fisher in it that it was strange but like I don't know if it's because he's he's worked on some of 
my favorite movies. I watched Mythbusters its entire run, so like I saw him a lot. Or the fact that he's huge in the maker um, community, and now that I'm a maker, like you're looking to these people to look at skills and things like that. But like this fucked me up, and I don't know why. I don't know hmm. if it's because he was 49 and it happened. Probably. Or the fact that he is a, a big maker or what. But like this, that, this is the hardest hit I've been by a death in a long time. And it's, I don't know, it's fucked up. So. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Nobody's safe, Chris. No. Nobody's safe. It's those damn windmills. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it is. <laughs> They're causing aneurysms. It's those damn windmills. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's it. Uh, well, you know, I guess if you want to believe that. Um. So yeah, the, he passed away, and then um, I'm trying to find because I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. Uh, John Lewis who was a us yes uh, freedom fighter was he a senator or congressman yes uh, whatever so, but he he fought for um um god why am i blanking today what the fuck he he fought for um equal rights equal rights and and um was um huge in the black community and it's a huge loss and uh, he he marched in Selma yep. had an amazing career yep. um, and if you saw the news out of uh, my home state uh, little Marco Rubio whose parents floated here on a raft from Cuba um, posted a tweet about working with the man and meeting him and it was a photo of a different black man oh. <laughs> Jesus. So, you know, there you go. Oh, man. I think one of my favorite stories about um, John Lewis is, I guess he was kind of a a nerd and went to Comic-Con. Oh, really? At one point and cosplayed as himself from Selma. Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. he, He wore the same jacket and backpack, I guess, he had when he was arrested or something. Like nice yeah so you know part of the geek community yeah rubio posted a picture of himself with elijah cummings <laughs> who's another congressman and he had died in october oh god but i can see the resemblance i mean they're both black well to cubans they all look alike right apparently yeah those are the shitty people we have in charge wow yeehaw yeah so yeah, it's it's a sad week, for sure. Um, doesn't seem to be getting any better, but you know whatever. Doesn't seem to be anything good on TV. There's no movies coming out. Like the- uh no, no. There's a lot of random TV news. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision and uh. Uh, Hawk Falcon. and Snowman? Falcon and Snowman. That's no. it. It's a bird. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, Falcon and Snowman's that other movie. <laughs> okay. 
Hey, catching up. I just got out here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's been delayed as well. Um, well, they they're saying finally... WandaVision will be out. But I thought it was pushed back to 21. No, they actually said it'll hit 2020 because they were done filming before the pandemic hit. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Probably in like December. Okay. So. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. I forgot. We have our new uh, Batwoman lead. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I'm going to wait and see how they make the transition. Okay. How it's explained, how they move to a totally different person. Um, does it negate the entire timeline we've seen? What the hell's going on? Do She's you, black. I was going to say, do you feel like they're pandering to get a different audience um, with the inclusion of a black Batwoman? Uh, no. I feel a little bit that they're replacing Black Lightning in terms of trying to, to represent that demographic but this is on screen. But this is black gay women and not, you know, black men who. Yeah, but there were black gay women on Batman before Batwoman before. I mean, the CW is very friendly. Oh, no, absolutely. Well, because so is it Greg Berlanti who's mm-hmm. gay or is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand the wanting to include gay characters for people to to bond with and to identify with like I, I completely get that that's awesome I'm glad they're doing that but I feel like with with Ruby Rose they said instead of instead of I mean I don't think she's the best actress um, but I think for what they were trying to accomplish it was a good fit and now that she's bailed I feel like instead of saying let's get somebody who can make this shine. Instead, they said, well, we need, we just need to click these boxes. Now we need somebody who's gay. And if we can, let's find somebody who's black. And like, we'll, instead of making a good show, they're pandering now to the audience. I I don't think that's the case. I think what they're trying to do is make a good show by showing that audience that that representation of a person because that's what she is basically she's a, a person right on weekly television this is something that some that kids can look up to you know in the way that they you know back in the 70s looked up to you know Linda Carter as Wonder Woman so this is it reflects the makeup of America today right and I think that's a good thing. Right. And I think the CW is able to take a few more risks than, say, one of the three networks, one of the three major networks. I mean, I, I guess. And, and I'm, I'm cool with all that. I think. Uh, I think if it were truly pandering, 
to the to the lesbian community, they would have Ellen DeGeneres playing a Lex Luthor type villain. <laughs> okay. That it would be somebody you know, it's a face you recognize. And this is, you know, I mean, she's she was on um, TV show God Friended Me, which I never saw. Um, so she might have a following. I don't know. Okay. But I'm I'm really interested in the story part of it and not the politics part of it. So hopefully, what their plan is is going to pay off. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that they can do something because I, I just, I feel like it wasn't a strong show and it wasn't. And, and that was, and I think a lot of that was due to Ruby Rose. Okay. I don't feel that she was a likable character. I mean, because Bruce Wayne is kind of a douche, but he's also kind of an airhead. So he's kind of funny. You kind of like him, right? He's doing a lot of good with his money. Ruby Rose was I don't know. I mean, she was not likable. Her character was not a likable person, regardless of what um, Batwoman's character was. Kate Kane's character wasn't all that likable. She was very cold. She was very distant. Right. And I think that affected it. So, you know, here's a new person passing the mantle we're not going to do the oh hey you didn't notice that it's a different girl in the in the the cowl this week <laughs> it, you know acknowledge it it's a brand new character how did she get there and what is she going to do to make her mark right I mean it's I think it's a lot better than Stargirl which I feel is kind of pandering it's pandering to that the Disney princess preteen you know the teenage high school girl who's suddenly a superhero and but gosh she's got a final that she's got to study for and (laughs) i mean we've seen all that shit but aren't they aren't they like trying to pull out all the stops and do like their own version of like a green lantern and like a justice society Um, they are from what i've seen there's also like a legion of doom but it's not called the legion of doom it's something similar to that. Okay. Solomon Grundy is in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel it's Supergirl, not Supergirl. Well, Supergirl is, yeah. <laughs> Another story. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't feel it's pandering to a specific audience. I think it's, it's trying to save that character to keep Batman on free TV and see where it goes. Okay. Okay. And, you know, got to wait. Got to wait till 2021. Uh, yeah. Although it hasn't even, you know, it hasn't even started filming, obviously. So God knows when. <laughs> uh, everything that I have heard is that most productions will ramp back up in some degree in September that they're thinking that the worst of this could be past us by then. But who knows? Um, I do know that some stuff has started filming. I've got a friend out in L.A. who's a stuntman. Mm-hmm. And he's gone back to work, and he was kind of posting uh, the job site in the New World Order. 
or it's like he's got his own water cooler he's got his own um hand sanitizer he's got his own dressing room <laughs> and you know he'll play he's gonna play like cop number four right <laughs> so he's he's you know he's not a featured player he's not I don't want to say he's not a, a integral part of the show because they are and stuntmen are never acknowledged for the work they do but um, they are taking precautions so who knows where that's going to lead us hopefully somewhere good I mean, I I just feel like it's going to be fine right up until somebody gets sick on one of those sets. And then yeah. all that's going to come crashing back down. Well, sure. It's a weird, weird time. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, don't, don't really know what to, what to consider in the future at this point. We're, we are very much this close to having to wear our own bubbles in public. (laughs) Did you see, speaking of, speaking of that, did you see that Walmart is going to require everybody to wear a mask? Walmart, Target, Publix, Uh a lot of retailers. Yep. And I had seen someone posted today that I don't know what store it was, but they had actually started to hire security guards to make sure you wear your mask. Nice. And I I think that's important. I I was, I did run to Walmart today Mm -hmm. um, and Target and um, happy to say that I think everybody was wearing a mask today nice it it really stresses me out to leave the house because you don't know if you're gonna make it back alive (laughs) you know some some idiot's gonna say something about not wearing a mask and somebody else is gonna pull out a gun and (laughs) there you have it yeah i mean it's it's definitely a, a weird time especially especially if you are conscious conscious of the whole thing of like why you should be wearing a mask and you're not you're not one of those assholes that are like you're you're infringing on my rights bullshit right like i i think it stresses a lot of people out and like because you don't know you don't know what the fuck that person next to you has no but have you seen the video of the guy spitting on the oranges in a store and the store owner comes over and smacks the shit out of him and knocks him to the ground? No. Oh my god, it's hilarious. No, let me let me see if I can find it. I I think it's in Italy. It's somewhere in Europe. Man spits or on could be Miami. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> it is so satisfying. I I watch it over and over again. Oh, damn. Isn't that great? Yes. <laughs> wow. Good for him. Yep. I mean, I honestly feel like... I think you should be allowed to do that. Yes. I was just going to say that. If if you're a shop owner and somebody doesn't want... Somebody's gonna, if, if somebody's going to make a, a big deal about having to wear a mask and they're trying to get in the door, you should have every right to smack them in the face with fucking whatever you can pick up. 
That's right. And be like, hey, sorry, like, this is my store. These are my rules. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. Or you can leave yep. in an ambulance. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. I think there's there's no excuse at this point. I think you you comply. You wear a seatbelt, don't you? Yep. You put your headlights on at night. Yep. And anybody who's afraid of that, like the government controlling you or keeping tabs on you, do you have a social security number or a driver's license? Because they already know where you are. Do you think it's easier if I can see your whole face? Actually, it's probably a lot easier for everybody else if they don't have to look at your entire face. Well, no, but I mean, if you're you're afraid of being tracked and followed, it's yeah. like, well, you're not wearing a mask. Oh, there he is. I mean, where's Waldo? Look, any any <laughs> He's the asshole without a mask. Yeah, any kid that grew up in the '80s or the '90s that doesn't get some kind of thrill about putting on a mask and walking into a store after like you've been told all your life you can't do that right like that is that is the the fuck you to the system of like i get to walk into a store where they don't know my intentions with a fucking mask on and like it's like ninja time you're just like you know who look at me i mean it's the best fucking feeling in the world and i don't like i love that being unapproachable like that like you put on a mask and some sunglasses and a hat Mm-hmm. nobody's going to come fuck with you. And I fucking love that. So I don't see what the big deal is. I really don't. No, it's people stirring up shit. No, they're just assholes. <laughs> that's all there is to it. I mean, that's really all there is to it. Um, I don't know if we talked about this at all last week, but there was a, there's a restaurant, uh, in my local vicinity called mm-hmm. 33 and melt. Okay. And they specialize in grilled cheese sandwiches. And I think I mentioned that the woman... Oh, I no, I don't think I... We talked about it after the event. The woman posted a sign at the front on her front door saying she refuses to wear a mask because she's got some kind of health concerns. Okay. And then she was having a, a Patriots maskless lunch. <laughs> so the Patriots maskless, maskless lunch happened. Okay. Um, there were people who were not locals who showed up with their their iPhones at hand so they could take pictures and take video and um, because this restaurant was not following social distancing guidelines um, somebody called the police nice and ATF showed up and the whole time there are these two people there is this fat little troll of a bitch (laughs) who apparently is a photographer from Fort Lauderdale like she does you know family portraits and shit yeah um, and this other guy from somewhere else in South Florida who, who made the trip to support the owner. <laughs> and they are harassing these two officers the entire time they're in the place. And they're chanting, don't shut her down, don't, don't shut her down. And, and it was like, okay, this isn't even your fight, asshole. Go home. It's, it's disgusting that she termed it as a Patriots, whatever whatever it was yeah a real patriot would think of other fucking people oh yeah and wear a mask god that fucking irritating you understand you understand and you know what if you want to have a maskless place well no actually you know what i won't even say that i was gonna say you should you should somehow be identified you know again 
tag your ear like we do with the deers. Right. And you sign a piece of paper that says, I understand that I've, I've um, compromised my own health by being appear, you know, appearing here. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I will not be eligible for any kind of medical treatment. Hell, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't, isn't Florida having an issue with um, corona parties? Well, and that's in my neighborhood, too. That, and these are local people who are renting um, vacation homes and shutting down neighborhoods, you know, blocking the streets <laughs> so they can party. And they they want to either contract the disease or prove that it's a hoax. <laughs> those are the people who should go in the internment camps. Let those kids out of the goddamn cages and put these people in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is a fucked up thing. Um, I don't remember where I read it, but there was some story about a mother who was seeking advice on Facebook because in her neighborhood they were having corona parties for kids so that kids could get the antibodies. And Holy shit. And they would make sure that there was one infected kid with all the healthy kids. And the, the, the mother was basically like, I'm not sure if I should let her do it now or I should wait a little while um, until school starts. And it's like, oh, my God, you should have your fucking kid taken away from you. You know what? You should take her to the next governor's <laughs> press conference. And I'm sure she's adorable. So he's going to want a photo op with your child. Yeah, absolutely. And you can let her just hack all over him. <laughs> You know, maybe a tour of the White House is in, is in need. Right. Actually, why don't you get all the kids? Do you have a database of these sick kids? <laughs> why don't you get them all together, put them on a bus, and take them to the warehouse? <laughs> Do you have Melania's phone number? Just, you know, <laughs> ring her up and say, hey, I got a bunch of underprivileged kids. Um, they may not live. This is this is give kids the corona. <laughs> <laughs> and they would love to come and see you at the White House. And we've got some Goya beans for you. So what do you say? Can we come? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what needs to happen. <laughs> uh, that's so, it. So that's we, it. we have a, um, a house in the neighborhood here. And the, the guy who owns it is a cop. Okay. And he is about 400 pounds and is always hobbling outside of his house to do whatever. Um, he used to sit outside and yell at cars that he thought were driving too fast through the neighborhood with the, you know, okay. hey, I am a fucking cop type thing. Mm. So um, last Halloween, my wife and kid went out to... Um, to trick or treat and came back and said, Hey, you know, that house with the cop, they were standing out. And when people would come up, they'd say, Oh no, we're not handing out candy. We don't believe in Halloween. We just want to look at, um, the costumes. And it's like, what kind of an asshole does that? Right. Yeah. So yesterday, um, I went to go get a pizza and he's having a party at his house. And I guess it's one of his kids' birthdays. And there were all kinds of kids on the front lawn rolling around, wrestling with each other. And there was a a sign out in front that said, honk for whoever's birthday. 
And I really, okay. and like he was sitting out next to the sign and I really wanted to roll down the window and say, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't celebrate kids' birthday parties. <laughs> but the fucking arrogance of a fucking police officer to be like, Hey, I know there's a pandemic well, going on, but little Timmy needs his fucking, you know, shot in the arm that he's turning 10. That he's special. Yeah. He's a special kid, little Timmy. Yeah. Fuck you, Timmy. You're yeah. Well, asshole I, dad. that's, that's the problem with, uh, police that's kind of a sad generalization however you you it's becoming more and more obvious what that certain people shouldn't be police officers yes yeah oh yeah but if it takes you know longer to get your GED than it does to become a cop (laughs) yeah well look at the caliber yeah Yep, and then you have the bullies who just want to carry a gun for their their living where they don't have the aptitude to go into the military or they were in the military and they like the idea of shooting people that go, oh, I can do that right. and be a cop. Great. Right. Yeah, those are the people you don't want around. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> well, hey, in other news, have uh-huh. you started your Christmas shopping yet? Uh, no, it's no. Okay. Well, I, I want to give you a heads up on this cause I, I know you have a hard time finding my gifts Oh, sure. and the perfect one is showing up. Okay. Um, so propstore.com. Oh, here we go. Um, they're an auction house out of LA. Yeah. Um, they're having a live auction coming up and one of the pieces is one, one of the staff of raw headpieces from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Um, this is the the less fancy version. This is the the version that uh, is in the Raven Bar and that is on top of the staff when they're when he's in the Well of Souls. There's another one that's a little more ornate, but this is not it. Um, it's a bargain. They think it's only going to go between a hundred thousand and two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I'll buy you two. Well, there's only one. Oh. So it'd be great if you could buy me two. However. <laughs> Um, they've also got some other interesting stuff up there. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's uh, dueling lightsaber hilt from Attack of the Clones is up for sale. Um, that's probably going for about 25000 So, you know, you could get a couple of, a couple of things there. Um, you can get a dress worn by uh, Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, okay. for only $4,000. It's very nice. It's got a little handwritten t- tag inside that says Kira Knightley, <laughs> so you can prove that she wore it. That's right. She sweat in this dress. Does it smell like her? Do we yeah. know? Uh, it does. And she was having a heavy day. Uh, oh, dude. Um... <laughs> Uh, you can get one of Ron Burgundy's suits from Anchorman for about five grand. It's very nice. It's blue polyester. It's got cuffs. Um, you can get Tom Cruise's fighter pilot helmet from Top Gun for between fifty and seventy grand. Where are you seeing? Matt. Where are you seeing all this stuff? Uh, it's actually on Collider. Oh, okay. Because I'm I'm at their website and I'm looking and they at don't have their, anything posted yet movie props, but I guess this is shit that you can just buy. Yes. As opposed to auction. Auction. Yes. 
Now, I have saved the best for last. Okay. And and this is a steal. This is between five and seven grand. This is John Candy's barf costume from Spaceballs. Oh, there you go. Complete with the fur-covered gloves and socks. <laughs> okay. It's great. It's and it's it's an expensive. You know, that's a stocking stuffer, Chris. There you go. Uh, and I could probably fit in that. I'm on Collider. Where where did you find the? Uh, Because I want to see the pictures. Uh, I mean, I can 3D print you one if you really want one. Oh, I have one. Oh, okay. It's not the same thing. Uh, uh, I don't know. Wait. Uh, It was posted on July 15th. And it's collider.com slash raiders dash of dash the dash lost dash arc dash stock staff dash of dash raw. (laughs) Uh, Do they have pictures of it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I see it now. Did you find it? Oh, I I went through a different way to get to the prop store thing. Ah. I'm looking at it. Okay. It's there. How do you think something like that winds up in an auction? Um, well, apparently, uh, this was given to um, a family friend of the film's construction manager. Oh. So, um, you know, Spielberg and Lucas are probably going, where the fuck did that go? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And apparently, this is only made out of resin, so it's not metal. Oh, okay. So that's kind of interesting. Because that's that's always been like my fascination with this stuff of of how does this shit actually wind up in the public hands to go to auction? Yep. Looks like it's only got one crystal. Okay. Yep. Okay. You don't want the 11-foot Nostromo from Alien? Oh, where am I going to put it, Chris? Oh, come on. Where wouldn't you put it? (laughs) Hang it over the bed? That's right. Yeah. No, I'm not a huge Aliens fan, though. I know, but it's a piece of movie history. Movie history? Yeah. You know what's movie history, Chris? What? There is about to be a reunion of one of the most amazing movies of the 80s. Actually, 90s. Um, starring one... I mean, this this woman is like one of the most amazing actresses of our time. She, she's the Catherine Hepburn of, of our day and age. Okay. Lin, Lindsay Lohan and Dennis Quaid <sighs> have reunited for a special... That's going to air on Katie Couric's Instagram. <laughs> what? Of the, par- of the Parent Trap. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Have we gone too far with this reunion bullshit? Yes. Okay. Yes. I think eventually they're going to start digging up Boris Karloff and Vincent Price and discussing their movies with them. <laughs> Here we have a box of dust that starred in over 1,200 movies. <laughs> 
I mean, it just seems so... Uh, yes. Like, it, it's because time that's to not this shit. Even the mood, that's not even the version that people liked. It was like the third or fourth remake. <laughs> it's like, really? Anyway, yes. Um, we have a couple of stars of The Office in the news. We do? Are you a fan of The Office? Um, uh, I watched like the first season. I never really got into it. It's been airing on um, Comedy Central in the afternoons. Okay. So I've been watching it. It, it um, There's a lot of it in the Me Too era. It's incredibly inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but uh, uh, the actor who played Stan is the subject of a Kickstarter for a new series called Uncle Stan Coming Out of Retirement. Oh, Jesus. Now, it's not really the character from The Office, but they have a lot of similarities. Okay. Um, I guess in the plot, his uh, nephew is a recent widower, so he moves in to help him. Um, he operates the motorcycle shop next door to his nephew and dead wife's uh, flower shop. So Uncle Stan is is there for him. Um, now, for only a dollar, this is a dollar, Chris, you can be part of TV history. Okay. You will get periodic email updates now this is all for a dollar you'll get a special thanks on our website and you will get and I think this is this is priceless you'll get knowing that you helped turn this wonderful idea into a reality okay now for five dollars okay now you think for one dollar that's amazing <laughs> for five dollars we're gonna add a downloadable mp3 file of our new theme song <laughs> And a shout-out on our website. Ooh. Now, going further down the line, okay? Uh-huh. For 100 bucks, 100 bucks, Chris, and this is still Peanuts, a Blu-ray signed by the cast, a Kickstarter donor-exclusive T-shirt, and a limited-edition Kickstarter donor-exclusive poster. <laughs> now, can you just see this, like, you know in the front hallway when you come home and there's Stanley. Maybe it's a picture of him and Meredith. <laughs> um, now for 300, you get a personalized video from Stanley. Mm. Um, for a thousand, you get a 10 minute zoom call. Mm. No, no. For 5000 you can join the writer's room for an episode of the show and be credited as a writer. There you have it, Chris. For five grand, you are the writer on a TV sitcom. <laughs> who, who needs a degree in filmmaking when for five grand, in addition to that, you get all the other shit. There you go. You can wear your, your donor-exclusive T-shirt on the Zoom call with the writers. <laughs> uh even better for ten grand, Chris. Yeah, you can perform your talent in an episode of the show. 
for 10 grand. There you go. For 10 grand, that's the beginning of your career as an artist. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see myself buying my way into a shitty TV show. No, for no. 25 bucks, Stanley will follow you on uh, his personal Instagram account. <laughs> Imagine, imagine the number of followers he's going to bring to you on this. <laughs> oh, sure. <clears throat> uh, he's, he has 668 backers. Of course. Uh, they're looking for a goal of 300,000. Where are they at? Uh, uh, 109,369. And they have little less than two weeks to go. Mm. And it is all or nothing. If it does not reach its goal by August 1st, it does not go. All right, so it's so not going. So if, if you're looking if you're looking for an investment, I I would think that you know, <laughs> give Uncle Stan Uncle Stan a look. Uncle Stan, okay. Uncle Stan, yeah. Sure. Sure. You know, if if you're not out of work. And, you know, you have some money laying around. Chris, this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. If it was going to be huge, they wouldn't need the backing of of ordinary people. Now, if if you don't want to back his TV show, and I, I, I think that that's probably a shame on you, um, <laughs> you can get him on Cameo for only $300. Oh, well, there you go. Ugh. <sighs> So yeah. Yeah, I and, I don't think I'd be spending three hundred bucks on him. No. No. Uh, and then the other one is uh, Brian Baumgartner, who played Evan. Um, has started a podcast called the uh, or an oral history of the office. Okay. Um, where apparently he gets the cast together and they talk about their favorite episodes. Um, yeah, so that sounds great. <laughs> it does? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> um, features interviews with Steve Carell, John Krasinski, Rain Wilson, Jenna Fisher, Angela Kinsey, and many more. That's because they're not doing anything right now. And so, well, Kaczynski just sold his good news idea. Oh, that's true. So, you know, and, and his wife, Jenna, must be doing something. <laughs> oh, no, that's not his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Krasinski's married to... Um, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt, yeah. Mary Poppins. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Uh, yeah, exactly. Spit spot. So just to go back to the prop store for a second, you can buy mm -hmm. right now, you can add this to your cart, a special effects tongue from Get Him to the Greek for $325. Sweet. Yeah. Is that Russell Brand's tongue? Uh, I. It says Jonah Hill, so. Oh, who wants that? <laughs> uh... This tongue comes from the scene in which Aaron experiences the effects of absinthe giving, given to him by Albus Snow when they visit the dance club in New York. The tongue is used from a point of view camera shot as Aaron dances with a girl in the club. 
It's made of silicone and has an insert cut in the on the bottom, so they've been given motion during the filming. <laughs> What's more valuable, that tongue, or the tongue from a Christmas story that gets stuck to the light post? Christmas story. Okay. No question. Because you can say triple dog dare you to somebody and they know exactly what you're talking about. And if you say get him to the Greek tongue, people will just look at you weird. Get him to the Greek tongue. Yeah. Huh? What? You should put that on t-shirts. Yeah. <clears throat> so have you been going through any, any like binge watching recently? I have. Yeah? What'd you watch? I have discovered something that I don't even think I watched when it came out the first time. Okay. Eerie Indiana. Okay. Um, it was a uh, Goonies, Stranger Things kind of TV show. Um, the lead character was Omri Katz whose other claim to fame was being in uh, Hocus Pocus. Okay. Big, big movie around Halloween time. Um, only ran one season. And um, uh, created by or... Um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, Joe Dante is involved in the production. Okay. He directed some episodes. Um, so you know Joe Dante from Gremlins and other other TV's uh, movie staples. Okay. Um, there's there's a lot of stupid in jokes. Um, there's uh, at one point they go to a Chinese restaurant for dinner, and it's the Chinese restaurant. Uh, I think it's Dragon of the Black Black Pool which is from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Okay. Um, there's a, a Terminator-esque female character um, who they refer to as Mrs. Mrs. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and in her first scene, when they've, they've stumbled upon her and, and she tries to get away, she goes, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very goofy funny. Okay. I would definitely say it's worth checking out. Okay. They're uh, 24 minute episodes, so I don't know how that fit into an hour of programming, or we were subjected to a shitload of commercials back then. Oh, okay. Um, silly, goofy. It's got that Stranger Things kind of thing that there's all this weird shit going on in the town. Uh, Elvis lives on the kids' paper route. <laughs> okay. Uh,. Um, although I have not come across him in an episode yet, he mentions in in the the uh, the title credits that uh, Bigfoot eats from his garbage can. Oh, nice! Uh, some really horrible, shitty special effects that you will love. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but um, it's been kind of fun. Okay, yeah. This is from nineteen ninety one. Yes. Okay. There was a reboot. In '98. Oh, weird. Um, that I don't know how that did. Oh. I mean, obviously not well. If uh, 
Uh, yeah, not well. And there's like nobody on the expanded cast list that looks familiar. Erie, Indiana, the other dimension. Yes. The original Stranger Things. First episode is all about this. Uh, the the mother is being recruited by a a um, Tupperware cult. <laughs> where they, you know, you're, she's introduced to the other mothers, and they're all from earlier time periods. Right. And they're in the same dress and hairstyles and. Um, you know, I've been a fan since 1968. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out the woman who leads this group um, has been keeping her twin sons, Bertram and uh, Ernest. <laughs> See if you can figure out that gag. Um, in giant Tupperware every night so they don't age. <laughs> oh, nice. So, you know, the Omri Katz's character goes in and, and has to save him. <laughs> and it's... Uh, they, the twins as adults show up later on in a cameo as EMTs. There's a lot of characters who appear at different points in the series who come back in random cameos. Oh, okay. Just kind of funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think it's 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 funny. It's silly. It's, uh, you know, it's nothing major. You're not going to... Um, you know, write home about it and say, oh my God, that was my favorite show. <laughs> um, also, Jason Marsden is in it. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire plays a ghost. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's a fun little show. I would put it right up there with uh, uh, Amazing Stories. Okay. I really liked Amazing Stories too. And there's a lot of character actors you're going to recognize in it. Um, Vincent Schiavelli, Matt Frewer, okay. um, Nikki Cox. Okay. Uh, right now it is streaming Rene Abogenois, oh, Ray go. Walston, uh, John Aston. Wow. Stephen Root. Yeah, it's it's just mindless fun. Okay. I rec I recommend it. Okay. Recommend it. Right now it's on streaming on Amazon Prime. I'm sure it's available elsewhere through other sources. Okay. But yeah, that's about all I've been watching cuz there ain't no nothing on freaking TV. Uh speaking of other ways to watch things, I started to watch um the show that was originally made for YouTube Red. Um, okay. Called Cobra Kai, and it oh, is okay. the. I, I it's it's a it's a direct sequel to the first Karate Kid movie. Right. Um. I don't know how. Like there were sequels to the Karate Kid where they went to Okinawa and then he fights in a tournament again and all this shit. But and then he became black. <laughs> yes, he became a black little kid, which I don't really know how that works, but. Um, it's, it's the story of Johnny Lawrence who, um, is now older and kind of down on his luck and he's working as like a part-time handyman 
and um, he basically reopens the Cobra Kai. And okay, one of the fascinating aspects of this is like um, he then starts running into to um, Daniel LaRusso everywhere he goes, which is Ralph Macchio. And there is a parallel story going on in the first season between the two characters um, where Johnny Lawrence finds a kid who's kind of down on his luck and he decides to train him um, to fight karate. And then on the other side, Daniel LaRusso finds a kid that's kind of down on his luck and starts training him in karate. And there's another tournament coming up and I'm sure you can see where it heads. But the fascinating part of this is in the first Karate Kid movie, the Cobra Kai were the bad guys. And in this, you start to see that maybe Johnny Lawrence wasn't a bad guy. That there might have been other circumstances that led him down the path of where he winds up. And it's, it's not really like... There, there's actually there's a there's a funny scene I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago they did this thing of like how Danny um, Daniel LaRusso was actually the bad guy of Karate Kid and one like, of those re-edited kind of things kind of and it was like you know Johnny was just protecting his girlfriend and um, Daniel shows up and he's hitting on her and like um, or, or at the dance what yeah you've never seen that You've, you've never seen that online no. where where it, it's like um, Johnny is actually the hero of Karate Kid. It's it's no. a, it's a weird retelling, but it works. Um, and he, they actually go through it in one of the episodes of like, look, I was just at the dance. I was minding my own business. All of a sudden he turns a hose on me. So I was going to end it. I was going to fight him fair and square. And then this old dude comes and kicks the shit out of me and my friends. Like it's it's one of those things. And it's interesting because when you get to the end, you're kind of rooting for Johnny and you're kind of rooting for his Cobra Kai to be successful. And I think it's a really interesting look on the way that you can write something to put people in a bad light just by just by the way you show them in whatever you're watching it's all about perspective it is and and there's actually two seasons i'm going through the second season now but the first season is fascinating and they're going to end up putting it on um netflix at some point this year that it was sold from youtube to netflix and they said said sometime in 2020 they were going to release the first two seasons i i don't know if they've shot the third season yet that there's supposed to be like a third and final season and um the other fascinating thing is that they've shot it all in Georgia with a couple okay. of shots that they picked up in in L.A., but you would never know it's Georgia that you're looking at. It all looks like um, it all looks like L.A. So I, I guess it was cheap to make. Now, is Billy Zapka is still in it playing Johnny. Yes. OK. Yeah. And and most of the people with with the exception I'm, I'm into season two and I, like the, the only exception is um, the girl that played the girlfriend in the first one. I can't think of her name. Um, 
She took over as Jennifer in Back to the Future. What the fuck was her name? Uh, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, okay. She's the well, with the with the exception of Pat Morita, since he's dead. Um, do they do they address that in the sh- in the series? Yes, they do. Okay. Um, other than that, like his mom comes back at the very end of the first season. Not to spoil anything, but like Crease comes back. Um, so it's a very interesting like hey we're getting all these people back together and they cut in elements from the first movie um, to kind of play off just so that you understand like where some of these references are coming from so it's it's interesting it's it's very it's a very interesting especially having grown up with the karate kid um, this many years later to actually watch these people come back together as these characters and well, that's cool. Ralph Macchio has this really weird comb over thing going on. That yeah, I'm not really sure about. <laughs> he was doing that when he was on Ugly Betty too. Okay, uh, it's it's very weird. Um, um, what was the other thing? Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun to watch these guys go kind of back into these characters. So I would kind of recommend it if you can watch it. Okay. I I may have a way to do that. Yeah. And they're half an hour each. There I think there's 10 of them per season. Yeah. So it's not it's not a huge commitment and the story flows really well. Um so you're not just constantly being like okay, come on, let's get through this. Well, that's good. Yeah. So yeah, that's what uh, that's what I watched this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Have Have you uh, signed up for Comic Con at home next week? This week? I haven't. I'm I'm confused by it. <laughs> Why? Why are you confused? By it? Well, I I looked at the programming. And it's like okay, that's interesting. And then you get sent over to uh, whatever that website is, e-tickets or something. Yeah. And then I can't find where it says what the costs are. Is there a cost? I thought there was. You have to register for shit. Why would you have to go? Well, I guess you could do whatever this e-system is and not... Uh, okay, so you signed up for a new member ID, is that what you did? No, I'm just here at the the front page. Okay, so if you go to... Attending the show. For Comic-Con at home? Yes. So in the upper right-hand corner, is there a thing that says sign up or log in to member ID? Do you see that? Yeah. Okay. So that first one, new member ID says it, it's required to purchase badges for Comic-Con and receive the most up-to-date information on registration and Comic-Con events. So I'm wondering if you need one of those in order to not necessarily, you know, because I thought, I thought the whole thing with this was, um, 
um, like they were gonna they were gonna make it free for everybody. But uh, let's see, let's see if I, I can know. send. Could it you can you imagine the number of people? Continue. All right, now I have to put in my address, phone number. Really, you're gonna take issue with my phone number? What the fuck? I was just about to say my phone number this on the show. Makes great radio, doesn't it? The input value is shorter than 13 characters. What the fuck? Do I need my phone number on there? Apparently I do. Uh, I don't even, well, you might be on a different s screen than I am. Oh, it needs my address. Um. Yes, it does need your phone number. Opt out, opt out, opt out, opt out. <laughs> All fields in red are required, and they are all there. All right, let's see. Finally, okay, opt out. Uh, okay, so I just I just set up a new member. Now I have to confirm my fucking email. Jesus Christ. So if you want to go to this this week, this is. A big pain in the ass, apparently. <laughs> uh, to confirm your did address, you have, click here. Did you have to add a one in front of your phone number? No. What nope. you have to do is put parentheses. You have to do bracket oh. your um, area code bracket first three numbers dash last four numbers. Uh, and no further hey, action is. is required. To okay, log that's in button from the home page. Okay. So let's log in. Do I need? Uh, do I not need my email? Okay. Uh, attendee registration when participating in Comic Con online badge sale. Okay, so this this literally was only for um, Comic Con twenty twenty one. What? Yeah, which is all sold out anyway. So Comic Con at home, which is what this all started as, right? Yeah. Uh, Be sure to download your official printed home Comic-Con at home badge sponsored by Amazon Prime Video. No registration necessary. Uh, make your own schedule. Click here to create my schedule account now. Is that where you were? The Yes.
I I think you're just gonna be able to click on this shit, dude. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Uh. But I don't I don't know. Like, what's gonna be here that's gonna be worth watching? Well, you have to go through the schedule and see what's there. Okay. I mean, are there any big like? Don't I haven't really gotten that far. I mean, other than Disney Plus's Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Candace Against the Universe. Oh, that's hilarious. Because, you know. I'm definitely going to be there for that. Fleet Science Center celebrates Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the stories and science of androids, space travel, and aliens. I thought they were having, like, panels with people. Puppets, fantasy, musicals, exploring big adventure on a small scale. Harry Potter and Black Panther using pop culture to become superheroes. Like, I don't see anything. They're definitely not advertising anything. As, you know, join us for this. Yeah, I I think because everybody's kind of having their own panel shit this year. That. I don't know. It's, it's very odd. There's the, sci- the science of Back to the Future. Ooh. So if you click on something, so I clicked on Friday, July 24, 3, 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock is the annual Jack Kirby tribute panel. Okay. And that basically is you click a thing, it says watch when available, and a YouTube link. Okay, that's what I was getting, but I thought at some point I had clicked on something and it took me to... Oh, here we go. And there's 428 attendees for this. Okay. I don't know if they cap it at something. Yeah. But I don't see why you would. So, yeah, it looks like Comic-Con, you can go to all this shit. But, I mean, if there's not going to be any real... The Constantine 15th anniversary reunion. Is Keanu Reeves going to be there? Like, Keanu Reeves, director Francis Lawrence, and producer Ava Goldsman reunite to reflect on the making of the 2005 DC Comics adaptation. Okay, so somewhere they're going to do that, and you're going to get to watch it on YouTube. Sign up or log in to save this to your schedule, view media, leave feedback, and see who's attending. Okay. Uh, blast off with Disney Plus's The Right Stuff, <laughs> which is uh, DiCaprio's scripted series. Oh. Is, is being moderated by Mae Jemison. Oh. I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to do that, though. Is it all going to be... I would assume it's it's Zoom. Zoom. It looks like they have most of the cast. Not that any of them are all that famous. <laughs> well, here but, you, here you go. How about I mean, Mae Jemison's pretty big. Galaxy Girls were the female and non-binary authors who bridge the new frontier of space fiction. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. no. HBO no. Max, the adult animation panel. Mm, no, no. 
good. I mean, all oh, the there's stuff- a virtual TV. Re- t- there's a, a virtual table read of Family Guy with Seth MacFarlane, Alex Bornstein, Mila Kunis, Seth Green. That's Saturday from two to three. Okay. I mean, it's it's weird because all the things that would normally be presented at Comic Con have either not shot anything, right. or like they've been pushed back to the point where it's not going to do you any good to advertise it now. Oh, there's a Bill and Ted panel on Saturday. Okay. With Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. Moderated by your favorite director. Oh, no, not Kevin Smith. (laughs) Yeah. So Charlize Theron is doing something on Friday. Um, evolution yeah. of a badass, an action hero career retrospective where she's going to be there. Well, she's not going to be there. Well, she's going to no. be in the living room. I know, but still, I mean, that's th- those two names. Um, Keanu Reeves and Charlize Theron are more than I'd see. I thought I would see. Yeah. On this. So I think I'm going to have to go through the list and, uh, figure out my schedule for the week because I uh, ain't got nothing else going on. <laughs> I think you should attend the 2 o'clock panel called How to Build a Girl Squad. <laughs> but where do you get the parts? <laughs> Does Yaya Han have an episode? Uh, I don't I don't know. All the oh. Starfleet ladies then and now? All From- the Starfleet ladies, all the Starfleet <laughs> ladies... From Ohura, like put a ring on it. There you go. From Ohura to Janeway to Burnham, Star Trek is a rich history of portraying complex, powerful female identi- identifying characters. How do Star Trek authors perceive their role in continuing the legacy? Oh, that's not anybody good. Well, hey, there's a Farscape panel. What day? Uh, this is Saturday at 6 p.m. It's called Farscape to be Continued. Uh, Gigi Edley, uh, Rebecca Riggs, David Franklin, Lonnie Tupu, Paul Goddard. Oh. I mean, if you don't have the main two people. Yeah, well. Come on. And we know how how popular Gigi Edley was last time we saw her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Interesting. All right. Well, you know, let's check that out. So or that, a t-shirt online. There you Say, go. Hey, I didn't go to Comic-Con. <laughs> well, yeah. there you have it. All right. You got anything else for this week? I have nothing else for this week. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Wear your mask. (laughs) 